Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Intelliki Podcast. I am, as usual, your humble host, Paul Lado, and today we're talking about three books that you really should read if you want to get the uh, uh, some really good thinking, some really good understanding of life, how we got where we are, and, and potentially give you some alternative thoughts that might help you, I guess, realign your life or recalibrate your life. And um, these are books, for start off, these aren't recommended by Amazon or any of that shit, right? These are books that I've read that I continuously read. Some of them I read, <coughs> excuse me, probably... 15 maybe more years ago and I continue to read them every so often and I'm still amazed at how they they kind of stand the test of time and they're still as relevant today as they were when I first read them and this all came from a friend of mine that called me and he was looking for something to read and he said hey man um give me three books that you consistently read over and over again. I'm like, man, I've got heaps of books that I consistently read over and over again, but I'll tell you what, why don't you tune into my podcast and I'll tell you because I'm not going to tell you because I'm going to do a podcast on it. So that's what we're going to do today. Um, as usual, the rules of engagement, uh, I don't do research. This is opinion-based podcasting. I swear a lot, fuck shit, ass cunt boobs. So if you don't like swearing, you need to move right along. And of course, any advice I give you works for me, but may not work for you. So take everything with a grain of salt. Music-wise, man, we got it all. We got everything. We got uh, the Distillers, ACDC, Audio Slave. We got Johnny Cash. We got Fogging Molly. We got Motorhead, Social Distortion. Oh my God, Lions and Tigers and Bears. So I hope you guys stay with me for the next hour. I'm going to play a couple of songs and we'll be back soon.
you stay the hell away from me, you hear? I wear this crown of thorns Upon my liar's chair Full of broken thoughts I cannot repair Beneath the stains of time The feelings disappear You are someone else I am still right here What have I become? My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away in the end And you could have it all My empire of dirt I will let you down kiddies we're back and let's get to the nuts and bolts of it book number one guys book number one is awesome it's called the lucifer principle and it is uh it's basically a a scientific expedition into the forces of history and it is by a guy called dr howard k bloom it's a really really old book peeps um you know uh, it was first published in 97 uh, where I was 27 years of age, and I think I actually read it that year. And I love it, right? Because what it shows is it kind of shows this intricate relationship among kind of genetics, human behavior, and culture, right? And it kind of puts forth this thesis that evil is a byproduct of nature's strategies for creation. And it's kind of woven into our most basic biological fabric. The term entelechy means something complex made out of lots of tiny little things. And believe it or not, it actually came from my reading of the Lucifer Principle. It's in one of the chapters, and it is um, actually, uh, it kind of stood out in 97 for me. And I've always been obsessed with this concept of little things that, you know, um, can be create very sorry very uh, large things that can be created from basic things and one of the things I love about the Lucifer principle one of the things I still love about the Lucifer principle is that when you look at genetics when you look at what what I call hive mind or tribal mind and when you look at our own physiology and culture, you actually began to see that a lot of evil is a combination of nature and nurture. But you actually see that a lot of evil um, is group mind evil, right? Us against them. And 
it kind of puts forward this hypothesis that there has to be an us and there has to be a them. There has to be a differentiator um, in order for us to measure ourselves. And it talks a lot about Mother Nature, right? However, it does clearly articulate that culture alone is not responsible for violence and cruelty and war, okay? Um that is just one of the many things uh, or one of the many factors that comes into play, right? Um, I love Bloom. You know, Bloom was an academic that actually went on to do um, uh, a lot of uh, PR, psychological PR work for people like John Mellencamp and Michael Jackson. So he kind of came out of nowhere and kind of slapped the shit out of the academic, um, I guess, circles by writing this, right? And um, one of the things he talks about, for example, is that there are over 200 billion red blood cells a day in your body that die in the interest of keeping you alive, right? And we don't think about their demise, do we? Who cares about that, right? And... um, what he then does is he kind of pulls back to this 1,000 foot view and goes, we as people are kind of like those cells in a larger social uh, superorganism, right? And that superorganism, as part of its maintenance and growth, sometimes requires our pain or our elimination, uh, suppression of our individuality and restriction of our freedom, right? And then he goes on to say, well, then if that's the case, why is that of any value to us? And he talks about the super organism nourishing every cell within it. And it kind of allows this robustness um, of the super organism. None of its individual components can kind of achieve on their own. In order to survive, we have to be part of this super organism. And, And therefore, our survival requires the survival of this superorganism. And we have been conditioned to almost lay down our lives for that superorganism so that, uh, you know, it can continue at the cost of our own individuality. And I'll tell you right now, man, it was a book that to me did, uh, it really opened my eyes. Um, because I was, you know, I was young. I was like in my 20s. Um, and I kind of read it and went, holy shit. You know, this explains in a lot of ways so many things in this world. Why people will die for family. Why people will will die for country, right? Why people will die for ideals. And a lot of it comes down to this super organism. But keep in mind that this concept of the super organism, the entelechy, is only one very small part uh, of the book. So, you know, don't just think that that's what the book's about. It actually talks about a number of different things. So, um, you can grab it on Amazon. <laughs> I think you can grab it as a I know there's some copies floating around in soft copy uh, on the internet in torrents, but you can grab it off Amazon. I think it's about 17 bucks. I tell you, it's an awesome book. Go out, get it, and you'll not only get a good read, but hopefully it'll kind of um, it'll kind of really uh, give give you some insight into how we as a civilization continue to grow and in some ways continue to die. All right, I'm going to play a couple more songs and uh, we'll be back soon. 
Give me no switch Come on baby, I need the red 
right, homies, we are back. And uh, tonight I'm talking about three books that have really had a massive kind of impact on me. And um, the second book is called Matrix Warrior Being the One by a guy called uh, Jake Horsley. And um, this one came out about 2003, right? You can still get it on Amazon. In hardcover, it's like 10 bucks 40 In paperback, it's like 250 And... What this was, was this was, um, uh, this guy, Jake Horsley, he's quite an interesting character, the research I did on him. By his own admittance, a lot of this book um, was written whilst he was in, um, living somewhere in South America. And a lot of the chapters were written while he consumed copious amounts of narcotics, hallucinogenics, and so forth. Still, it doesn't take away from what the book is. And in essence... Um, what the book really is, is it uses the Matrix movies, right, to talk about the philosophy behind the Matrix and its kind of sequels, right? And it talks about <clears throat> a, a possibility that this world is not what it seems and that humanity is just a food source supplementing a bunch of machines, right? That's that's the Matrix, okay? Um because, like, in the Matrix movies, reality is a dreamscape, a representation, right, that these machines have created to keep us dumb, right? And so what what Jake uh, Horsley did was he kind of combined an in-depth examination of the film with kind of philosophical, God, I can't. I'm sick. I can't do this today. Philosophical inquiry and the teachings of a guy called uh, Castendeda, right? Um, and so he kind of talks about what if the movie, right, was actually a kind of wake-up call to the fact that we kind of live in a very similar world to the matrix not so much controlled by machines or aliens or anything like that but a consensual delusion that we've all chosen to take part in right and then it goes on to talk about how you unplug yourself from that world and for me it, it was <coughs> excuse me for me it was a very interesting book to read because it really it kind of gave thought to some of the things that I've been thinking about for a very long time. And, you know, you kind of get up, you go to work, you buy stuff. It kind of makes you feel better temporarily. Then you get bored of it. So you go back to work, you buy stuff, you procreate. And it's almost like there is a roadmap that has been implemented for so many people in life. And even when you kind of drop out of society, there's still some requirement for you to interact in this reality that we have created, right? And and so it kind of gave me some really, really interesting kind of food for thoughts, right? Because it kind of takes um, ethics, philosophy, um, and kind of brings those things into our current world, okay? Um, some examples of this is, um, you know, that, that Jake talks about is what has become important 
to us as humans. And I, I think you guys have probably heard me in the uh, in the past talk on this show about value versus values, right? In our world, uh, to a certain extent, so many people are measured by their value, not their values, right? If my TV is bigger than your TV, then obviously I must be a better person than you. If my car is a latest model more than yours, then I must be a better person than you. And so it's about the things that we collect and the things that we uh, kind of consume and the more we collect and the more we consume, the higher the value, therefore, the better people that we are. And we see this in celebrities, you know, like we idolize these celebrities and we kind of almost uh, um, kind of make them godlike figures because they, you think that they have this thing that we don't. It's their value as opposed to their values. And then we kind of come to find out that they fuck up like the rest of us do. And we kind of go, oh, and instead of kind of evaluating that and learning from it, we just pick the next celebrity and make the same mistakes over and over again. And so Jake uh, Horsley kind of makes this point in his book of pinpointing, uh, you know, drawing on Plato, drawing on Stoic philosophy, which we'll talk about in a minute, that this kind of... I guess, a cycle of processing and buying and so forth is just something that we have created that really doesn't work for us. And he then goes on in that book to provide some insight into how to unplug yourself from that reality. So like I said, it's an awesome book. It can be kind of tough to read because he goes off on some tangents, man. He was definitely doing some fucking drugs when he wrote this. Um, but again, still, it's still one of my favorite all-time books, uh, Matrix Warrior being the one. And if you can get past the whole Matrix references, you know, you'll be fine because I found them to be somewhat corny. But the philosophy behind it was absolutely fantastic. Um, like I said, uh, anywhere from 2 bucks 45 to about 30 bucks. Um so, you know, get on Amazon, get it. Uh, Matrix Warrior being the one by Jake Horsley. All right, um, I'm going to play a couple more songs and we'll be right back.
If I ever leave this world alive I'll thank you for the things you did in my life If I ever leave this world alive I'll come back down and sit beside your feet tonight Wherever I am, you'll always be More than just a memory If I ever leave this world alive If I ever leave this world alive I'll take on all the sadness that I left behind If I ever leave this world alive The madness that you feel will soon subside So in a word, don't shed a tear I'll be here when it all gets weird If I ever leave this world alive Kitties, we're back, and as usual, I'd like to do a shout out to our show sponsors Tracks Restaurant at 533 to 535 Nepean Highway, Bomb Beach, across from Bomb Beach Station. Uh, Monday nights and Wednesday nights, Palma night, Thursday nights are steak nights, somewhere between 20 to 25 dollars, and you get a massive, massive meal. Go down and say hi to Jeff and Casey and get some awesome food. You also get a drink with that. Palm. I think it's either wine or beer. Ozpet Minders at ozpetminders.com.au. You trust the pet care alternative. Call today 048 Uh Mr. Kevin Spencer does dog walking, pet transport, waste removals, feeding and watering, administers medications. If you go away, they do bins in and out. 
they do um, security checks, all that kind of stuff. So call them today on 04 888 or go to au. Uh, Doobsis.com, web and application development. My homeboy, Ivan, he does new websites, creates, uh, so he creates new websites, changes existing websites, PHP and JavaScript web uh, application development. There's on-page and off-page search engine optimization. Um, Pretty much everything you need for your web and application development. Go to Doobsis.com, that's D-O-O-B-S-I-S-S.com. And, uh, of course, Cruise PT. My little brother, Phil the Cruise, at Cruise PT, C-R-U-Z space PT for personal training on Facebook and Instagram. He's got some crazy workouts up there. Go and check him out. If you've ever wanted to learn how to fight, be super fit uh, and never get punched in the face, he is your man. Like, I've seen some of the transformations of some of the people that he trains, and they are awesome. Um so reach out to him on Facebook and Instagram and tell him his big brother sent you and he will look after you. So tonight we've been talking about three books that I continuously read over and over again. Probably read them half a dozen times each and I just never get sick of them and they're still relevant. And the third and final one is Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. So Marcus Aurelius was a Roman emperor from uh, one, about 161 to 180 AD, and these are his kind of private notes and ideas on Stoic philosophy. Uh, for those of you that don't know what Stoic philosophy is, it is the it's it's a kind of study of general and fundamental questions about existence, knowledge, values, reasons, kind of mind and language, right? Um, famous Stoics are people like. Uh, Epictetus and Seneca and obviously Marcus Aurelius and uh, for those of you that know me know that I've integrated a lot of Stoic philosophy into into my life and it's had a, a massive impact a positive impact on my life especially in the last couple of years um, so meditations is almost kind of like Marcus Aurelius personal journal and I, I don't think he was he ever thought it was going to be kind of um, you know, published because it was just his his personal journey, and it's kind of divided into twelve books that kind of chronicle the different periods of of his life. Right? It's kind of a little bit weird to read because each book is not really in chronological order, and it was it was kind of written to himself. So it's it's written in a kind of like you would write a journal, right? But um. It, it's a great book to read because his kind of stoic ideas often involve avoiding indulgence in kind of sensory affections, right? Um, which, according to him, is a skill which will kind of free a person from the pains and pleasures of this material world. Stoics are not about materialism, right? They're really about self-development. And uh, <laughs> being a polymath this kind of really appeals to me, which is why it was so relatively easy to integrate into my life. And it, it, when people say to me, hey man, you make some good money, why don't you buy a better car, get more of this, get more of that, and it kind of doesn't interest me, a lot of that comes from both the stoic implementations in my life, but it also comes from the fact that I really, that shit dies. I'm really about making myself better, making myself developing myself as opposed to actually spending money on shit that really 
doesn't matter. You know, one of the claims that Marcus makes is that the only way a person can be harmed by others is to allow his reaction to overpower him or her, right? Um, rationality and clear-mindedness allows harmony with nature, right? And this allows a, a person to rise above faulty perceptions of good or bad. Things that if you control like fame and health are irrelevant and they're kind of neither good or bad. And so it's a really cool book to read because if you are able to read it <coughs> um, and kind of understand it, right, it, and integrate it into your life through, like I have, through mantras and through you know, stopping an application, right? Um, it can really have an incredible impact. And, you know, I'm going to read you guys some of my favorite kind of bits from it. Um, one of the things he says is, put an end once for all to this discussion of what a good man should be and be one. And that's an interesting thing because a lot of being a stoic, it's a doing philosophy. It's not about talking. Don't sit there and, you know ponder at length or discuss at length what something should be, be that thing, right? Uh, another one is never regard something as doing you good if it makes you betray a trust or lose your sense of shame or makes you show hatred, suspicion, ill will or hypocrisy or a desire for things best done behind closed doors, right? We take a lot of pleasures that we know are not good but in actual fact, we know that they're not good for us, but we take them anyway because they make us feel good. In a lot of ways, we shouldn't do that, right? Because um, we understand they're not good for us. And a lot of Stoic philosophy is also about discipline, right? Um, another one he, he says is... Uh, not to feel exasperated or defeated or despondent because your days aren't packed with wise and moral actions, but to get back up when you fail, to celebrate behaving like a human, however imperfectly, and fully embrace the pursuit you've embarked in. And that's a pretty cool one because he understands and teaches us that you're, you're going to fail, right? It's not You're not going to be perfect. Being a perfect stoic is about failing and getting up, right? Um, and doing what needs to be done. Uh, another one is, what if someone despises me? Let me see to it. But I will see to it that I won't be found doing or saying anything contemptible. What if someone hates me? Let me see to that. But I will see to it that I'm kind and good-natured to all and prepared to show even the hater where they went wrong, not in a critical way or to show off my patience, but genuinely and usefully. And this was, a, uh, you know, that that's an example of one that was um, really good for me because I used to kind of give a shit what people thought a lot. And I used to seek a lot of validation for what I did from others. And to a certain extent, I still do, and I probably always will. But one of the beauties is that meditations and Stoic philosophy allowed me to concentrate on what is important, which is me, my reality, not allowing other people's opinions or, or beliefs to become my reality. And so 
I highly recommend you guys read Meditations. Uh, I highly recommend that you do further reading into Stoic philosophy if you're interested in self-development. It's not all-encompassing. It can be, but it's not all-encompassing. But it has certainly um, helped me, and I'm sure it'll help you. All right, I'm going to play a couple more songs, and we'll be back to close off the show.
All right, and we've reached the end of the show, guys. Done and dusted. Another show done and dusted. Um, those three books, The Lucifer Principle, Matrix Warrior being the one in Meditations, um, like I said, they're, they're awesome books. And I'm not saying go out there and read them. Your life will be the worst if you don't. Nah, man, your life won't be the worst. But I found that these books not only kind of um, captivated me at an intellectual level, but also uh, allowed me to understand life better and allowed me to apply certain things to my life that have made my life better. One of the things that I always recommend people when they read books like that is don't just read it like it's a, a fiction kind of novel, right? Read it, think about it, dissect it, take notes, you know, highlight passages that mean something to you. It They can be used not just as, as entertainment, but they can and, and obviously education, but almost as a course, a way to kind of develop you further. These are books that can develop your understanding and can develop you as a person. So go out there and get them. None of them are expensive. Uh, you know, I don't think there's a book in there that's on Amazon more than 30 bucks tops. So they're worth to add to your collection if you want to read something a little different that might help you out. All right, we've reached the end of the show. Um, we're going to come back next week with yet another show. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, in the coming week, be good to yourselves. Be good to others. Remember who loves you. Uncle Paulie loves you. And we'll see you next week. Deuces.
to 